The following is a hoop ball presentation. Hello and welcome to the next edition of Hoopball NBA DFS Today. I am Andrew Hansen, and I'm happy to be joined by Andy Gallagher. He's on a back-to-back. Andy, welcome back to the program. How are you? Yes, back-to-back. So I'm going to have to see if I can make sure that I'm not too tired out, keep up with the ball game here. (laughs) That's right. (laughs) So (laughs) late night Saturday uh, action here as we get ready for the Sunday slate. That's a six-game slate. Uh, before we get into that, our listeners got to learn a little bit more about you on your show with Apatria. But one thing I'm I'm curious about is when you play NBA DFS, do you have a preference for tournament games, cash games? What you, what do you like to what do you like to play? Well, it's always interesting, really, to play both. Start out with cash. Make sure you got your build together. Spend time, a lot of time, <laughs> on the main cash lineup. And then you got to go from there. You can go out and, and build your, your hybrid lineup, um, exchange for one or two plays, and then get into the tournament, get a little bit more wild, um, use some randomness in quite a few plays if you're really trying to hit a big several thousand dollar, I'm sorry, 7,000 person um, tournament. So you can really try to get some plays in there that you're going to, you know, use to differentiate. So, yeah, both is great. Yeah, I like I like a couple wild plays if you're if you're playing tournaments. And I think that's a good approach to start with a cash lineup, your core players, your solid players. And then right. Swap out a couple, you know, higher upside players for the tournament. That's a good way to do it. I, you know, then another couple other common ways to build tournament lineups, of course, is to start with the studs and then try to fit in everyone else later. Or you can start with the value plays and then and work backwards that way. So, you know, for our players out there who are new to tournaments, you know, try a different couple approaches. See what works for you. Um, all right. So we'll, some people build out. Oh, sorry, Andrew. No, some go ahead. By position first. I mean, that's OK. Um, and then try to go to point guard to try to get their assists in different categories, if you will, at, you know, multiple, you know, look for bonuses um, to get to double doubles and things like that, especially on DraftKings. But there's not really a, a wrong or right way to do it. It's just, you know, every slate is different as well, just to keep that in mind as far as the build process goes. Yeah, whatever your process is, I think it's it's good to just stick to it. But, you know, try a few different processes until you find the one that's best for you, because there's certainly no one way to do it. Um, All right. So before we get into this six game slate, I want to mention that this podcast, like all of our shows here at Hoop Ball, is brought to you by our title sponsor, Hawaiian Isles Kona Coffee Company. Check out their website at HawaiianIsles.com. You can also find them on Amazon by searching for Hawaiian Isles Kona Coffee or on Twitter at H.I. Kona Coffee, and Kona is K-O-N-A, and you all have heard me talk about how much I like it. We finished up our first batch, and we put in another order, and that has 
arrived. So I'm ready for the weekend. I've got my coffee. And let's get into this slate. On, on Sunday, it's going to be interesting because we've got two early games at 3 and 3.30, and then four later games that the evening games are on a different slate. So let's start with the two the two game slate starting at three o'clock. 76ers at Cavaliers is game number one. Andy, I'll let you start off. What's your primary focus in this matchup? Sure. I mean, I like both sides of this game. Uh, when you're playing an early slate game, you really got to look at as many plays as you can. Um, two or three players, even at times when you're in just a two game slate, you've only got four teams to work with. So on the Cavs side, I would just take that. I really am trying to fit into my build here. Thompson, Love, and Clarkson. So you look at these three guys. I just need to pull out my notes here. Um, really, Thompson has a lot of value because obviously there's a big price difference there. I'm not sure exactly what it is, but I noticed between you know Thompson and Love. So, I mean, you could use Thompson as a substitute, a pay down or a pay up, vice versa, if you can go to Love. If you don't really want to go you know, with all three guys in your lineup, that's perfectly fine, of course. You don't have to do that, especially in cash. You don't have to do you know, three in the same team. But they're all viable and useful. With Clarkson running the point was interesting. Um, he's getting about 25 minutes off the bench. Uh, so he's been really consistent with the minutes and everything, even coming off the bench and the points and even the, you know, some assists and rebounds. And and um, so you can roll with, you know, any any three of the, the combination of those guys. Yeah, those are those are certainly attractive options anytime you're looking at the Cavaliers. And you and I have a slightly different take on this this first slate. You know, the evening slate were more aligned, so that'll give our listeners something to com- compare and contrast. So for me with the Cavaliers, that price difference between Tristan Thompson and Kevin Love is going to be determinative, determinative for me. Mm-hmm. Trist- Tristan Thompson only 6000 Kevin Love 8.5. So I am actually planning on playing Tristan Thompson here. You know, he, he left the last game early, so I'm hoping that people overlook him a little bit. But I think he'll be ready to go. This is actually a rematch from Tuesday. Uh, Philly won that one 98-97. So it was low scoring. Tristan Thompson had a solid outing. Um, so I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to focus in on Tristan Thompson. I'm going to fade Kevin Love on this two-game slate. I'm also going to stay away from Clarkston and Sexton, even though I think they're both good prices. So I think it makes sense that you want to play Clarkson. He certainly could go off. Uh, I'm just going to have more guys from the Celtics-Kings game. Um, The only other value play I'm interested in on the Cavaliers is Kevin Porter Jr. His price tag is only 3.5, so he fits well with, with my build. And I think he's got the size to play against the the size and length of the 76ers strong defenders so i he's my value play and i'll I'll flip over to the 76ers side you know as i mentioned these teams played on tuesday what was interesting is that simmons and tobias harris and horford didn't start they they didn't play they had the night off so it was it was Embiid and josh richardson i actually like those two guys again here you know Embiid is 
the highest priced player here, and I think he's worth it. You know, he put up 61 fantasy points against the Cavaliers last time out. Josh Richardson, his price tag has gone down a little bit, but his play has has improved the last couple games. So those are the two guys that I'm focusing in on the 76ers side. How about you, Andy? Yeah, I like Richardson. Uh, really, Richardson is a pretty yeah. much, a, like I, I like to say, a multi-cat monster. He can put up the, the points, rebounds, steals, and assists, blocks. So he can do it all. And he's a good cash value, definitely. He was one of the really my first guys to put in the build for this particular small slate. So I'm fine with that. I'm also fine with Ben Simmons as he just fits into, you know, lineup builds as kind of a pay up, maybe the last, you know, utility spot. Um, he, he, you know, certainly do that. Or uh, like I said, with Thompson using him like that. So I'm definitely open to. Uh, looking at Ben Simmons as well, as he can uh, uh, do well against the Cle- these guys in the Cleveland backcourt. I think that's a good matchup for him. You know, he, he's got the height and everything going for him, and he can match up well against the two guards for Cleveland. Yeah, Cleveland, just an average defensive team. They're 15th in defensive efficiency. Um, but as we look at, at these two games together, I do expect this one to be lower scoring than Celtics and Kings. Uh 76ers and Cavaliers are 21st and 23rd in offensive efficiency. Celtics are first in that category, and Sacramento is 19th. So uh, we'll get into that game here now. Yep. Um, the one that I do think will be higher scoring at 3.30 Eastern time. Celtics visiting Sacramento after their win Friday night at Golden State. So where do you want to start your focus here in this matchup? Sure. Uh, I will take Sacramento's side with Bogdanovich and usage. I I think that's really just another sort of obvious play with Fox being out. The other guy didn't do too well. I'm not recalling the name right now, the the point guard that took Fox's place. So uh, Bogdanovich has really been massively productive at this point since uh, Fox has been out, so that's yeah, that's, yeah. Corey, Corey Joseph, yeah. two games, two games in a row. At the point he really hasn't produced much in terms of fantasy. He's played okay, you know. He's been more of a defensive focus, hasn't shot that much, but but yeah, Yogi Ferrell has been scoring more fantasy points off the bench. Ah, good point. Yep. So Ferrell, he's a possibly in play. Yeah, so um, Bogdanovich has been doing great fancy points scored. Um, Deadman, he's back, but he's not worth it because Rashawn Holmes is still very playable. So he's a place to go as far as a big man for Sacramento. Yeah, I'm right with you. I've got Bogdanovich circled and Rashawn Holmes. Bogdanovich is $600 cheaper than Buddy Heald. And Holmes is... Yeah, I, I expect Holmes to to be out there more in this game than any of the other Sacramento bigs. You know, Bielitsa is a little bit cheaper at five point one, but we saw in that last game against the Lakers that 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 Holmes got more minutes. So Bielitsa is just a lot more volatile, which of course we want in tournaments. But Holmes yeah. has been pretty consistent lately since he's been in the starting lineup. So. For my primary build, I'm, I'm definitely going to go with Holmes, just like you, 
over Bielitsa. Uh Yogi Ferrell, I do think, is a is a value play that you could you could put in. So, for example, I mentioned Kevin Porter Jr. out of that first matchup as a value play. He fits in to my build. Yogi does not. That three hundred dollars actually is the difference. So I may uh, make an I may make an alternative lineup where I put Yogi in there and 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 tinker around a little bit. Over on the Celtics side, that was to me a little bit surprising that they had trouble with Golden State. Micah Patry actually predicted that correctly, that Golden State kept that close. Um, he sure did. That was a good game. I watched it, and as you know, they kept it. I was surprised. I thought the Golden State was going to pull it out and win. And but then Walker just got hot in the second half, even though he shot nothing, did nothing in the first half. He had an excellent second half and really took the game on his shoulders along with Tatum. Yes, that's right. That's right. And once again, those four non-centers, I'll call them for the Celtics, they shot between 12 and 23 attempts. So, you know, the usage really spread out a little bit, but pretty balanced and and. But but focused in yes. on those four guys for sure. So we should mention the news for the bigs on the Celtics side. Robert Williams III is questionable. So it looks like the minutes will be split between Tice and Enos Cantor. Um, you know, I think both of them are decent plays, but they're, they're not fitting into my primary build. I'm going to look to the perimeter for the Celtics. I'm going to go with Marcus Smart at 6.2. He's the cheapest of that quartet. Yes. And he's he's really jacking threes and he's shooting a lot better this year. So I like Marcus Smart in this matchup and I'm going to I'm going to start with Jalen Brown in most of my lineups over Tatum. 3 of the last 4 Jalen has put up at least 43 fantasy points and Tatum hasn't reached that mark in any of the last 4 games. Really? So, so Jalen's been a little bit more consistent, a little bit higher floor recently. So that's where I'm looking with the Celtics. What What do you think about my take on the Celtics? Well, that's a good point. I originally set my bill to go with Tatum and Tice. I don't know. Maybe I'll switch, but or, or stick to my guns. I, I I'd just probably rather do that. The way yeah, seeing way Tatum is playing, uh, more more the eyeball test. And everything going for him and, and, and Tice as well. I, I believe his scoring is pretty range of outcomes uh, right here. Let's see, over 20 minutes a game, uh, one 30-minute game, several games back, but really a floor of 20 points. So I'm going to use that in my cash build. Yeah, I like I like Tice if he fits if he fits in, probably because if you're playing Simmons, you had to pay down somewhere else. So, you know, I like Tice and Cantor. One more tip on playing these two-game slates. You know, it depends on which contest you're in. You really is very important if you're going to be in, if you're looking at a two-game slate, if you're going to play a single entry, or if you're in a bigger tournament where you can have, you know, up to 20 entries or even 150, you got to pay attention to which contest you're in. If you're in the, if you're in a contest with 150 lineup potential, you have to get. You know, you, you mentioned the word word wild earlier, Andy. You got to get a little bit wild if you yep. want to actually have a unique lineup that could win. You you've you know typically you need to leave some money on the table. So if you play this two game slate on Sunday, don't be afraid if you're in a tournament that's multi entry. Don't be afraid to leave 
a thousand dollars or or more oh, on yeah. the t on the table and try to come up with a unique lineup. So maybe you try and put in a couple value plays like Yogi and Porter Jr. Um, and you know leave a thousand to two thousand on the table and and maybe you'll come up with a unique a unique lineup. All right, so. Before we get into the evening slate, I want to hit on some big hoop ball news, and that is the Bruise Letter. If you haven't heard of it, our founder, the great Aaron Bruski, has a has an email newsletter this season, and it's exclusive content. You can't find it anywhere. It's not on our website. It's not in any podcast, although we're talking about it now. But you can't get the content here. It's not even on social media. It's only in this email newsletter, and you can sign up for it. It's free. Just go to hoop-ball.com slash newsletter and sign up in 10 seconds. And, in fact, I've heard Dan Bespris claim that you can sign up in eight. So why not go for a record? Just sign up. Try and sign up in seven seconds. It's free. And, once again, the site is hoop-ball.com slash newsletter. Aaron Bruski, straight to your inbox every week. So enjoy that. I certainly am. And let's see if we can break down these games, Andy, on the on the evening slate so we can enjoy our outcomes oh, in yeah. our daily daily fantasy contests. All right. Okay. All right. So game number one of the four-game evening slate is at six o'clock Eastern, the Denver Nuggets are traveling to Memphis to take on the Grizzlies. Which team would you like to start with here? I will take... Okay, I will take the hot guy. That would be Ja. Ja Moran. He's a must My man, guy. Ja. Yeah, lock him in. Um, Because he's just shooting. He's dishing the ball. You can't just... At that price tag... Oh, my God. What's he at? 6.5. 6 point, yeah. So, I, you can't... Really mess around. Don't waste your time. Lock him as one, maybe the first play on your um, DraftKings lineup and, and and load him. So, and he's dishing the ball out to I like um, to JJJ. Um, he's a multi-cat monster. So even with just an off night, I believe he had in shooting last night. Actually, he was four for thirteen shooting. He should still be back with uh, Morant feeding him. So I believe it's a good stack. Um, he gives him easy plays. I mean, Jaws just getting better and better, and I think that's just really feeding into someone like JJJ excellently. So um, you can go ahead and set up these guys, really both of them in your lineup if you want to go there, at least with Jaw. Um, and there are a couple other guys either that are even there, you know, interesting, like um, Brooks and Clark. Um, they're both guys that are producing and with this team running the way they do now uh, in competitive, really tight games, I would say, um, because really, you know, it should be, even though it's, even though it's only two eleven over under right now with Dev with Denver getting six points, I would say it's going to go over that. I mean, and they'll keep it competitive. And, and so really even Brooks and Clark for value look interesting, as another couple guys that you can um, put in there for um, other than cash, you know, GP options to take advantage of what the, the game outcome itself that I would project. I mean, you know, as much as you want to put value into that. <laughs> 
Right. So that that is the one of the question marks is what will the Nuggets do against Den or against the Grizzlies' twentieth ranked defense? Because the Nuggets' offense has been slow and and not very efficient this year. Not what we're expecting. You got to figure that soon enough they're going to figure it out and and start start gelling a little bit. But I'm in terms of the Grizzlies, I'm with you on Jaw. I think he is a a lock and load on this slate. You know, the big thing for him is the last two games he's gotten to 30 minutes. So they finally increased that. And if he's going to be playing 30 minutes, only 6.5K, I, I love him for sure. I'm not planning to play any of the other Grizzlies. Um, I, I think they're all pretty fairly priced. You know, Triple J, you know, I think he's a little bit uh, tough to trust with his three-point shooting right now. Mm-hmm. And then Brooks and Clark... You know, Brooks has been very consistent. You know, he's yeah. been right around that 30 fantasy point mark. So at 5.1K, it's a fair price. But I, I see him a little bit more as a cash game play. Mm-hmm. And and same thing with Clark. You know, he's, he just hasn't shown quite as much upside for for tournaments. Now, on the Nuggets side, coming into this matchup, the guy that I would be most interested in is is Will Barton, but he's questionable. So follow the news on him on Sunday. Make sure you check out our our updates at Hoopball Fantasy. He's he's had seven straight games, Andy, with between 30 and 43 fantasy points. So a guy who's historically been quite volatile has been actually very consistent lately. You know, the only problem is his price tag is 6.8. So you got to you got to pay for it if he plays, and if it comes down to it, you know if you're looking at Jaw at six point five or Barton at six point eight, I'm going to go with John Morant. That's obvious. And yeah, yeah. And so then when I look at the rest of the nugget, the rest of the Nuggets, um, you know, decent price tag, but but nobody really jumps out to me as a value. Jokic at eight point seven, he just you know he just hasn't been explosive, and you know, Millsap's looking better, but 5.8 is a little bit much for me. So really the only yeah. guy I'm interested in on, on the Denver side is Barton. How about you? Right. I, you know, we don't know if he's playing, so I, I would have to, if he was playing, yeah, I'd have to consider Barton. I mean, also Millsap and Murray look interesting, but uh, yeah, really it's, it's better to go to the other side really with, with the Grizzlies, um, since I was talking those guys up, um, but at the same time, you know, even for solid cash plays um, tomorrow, you you could plug in if you want to be different. Um, you could you could use Millsap and Murray, I believe. Yeah, and yep, they're good prices. They're they're not you know high priced stars that are really going to affect the rest of your lineup. And I you know looking forward. I really like playing Murray and Jokic together. Um, so one of these days, I, I'm going to take, I'm going to, I'm going to roll the dice and and play those guys. Mm-hmm. But I just don't think it's going to be this one because I I don't think it'll be you know as high scoring as the Warriors Pelicans, which which we'll get to. That's the game I really want to get a lot of my players in on on this slate. So what if Andrew Barton is confirmed out? Who would who do you think if, would take his usage? Yeah, if Barton is confirmed out, maybe I'd have a little bit of interest in in Gary Harris. I believe he's five K. 
So mm-hmm. he'd probably be the first guy I would look at. Um, so we're worth considering. Um, all, right. all right. So let's look at game number two of the evening slate. The Wizards are traveling to Orlando. They're going to tip it off at 6 o'clock Eastern. Which team do you want to start with here? I will take Warriors. So we got a we got a lot green in Draymond. Looks oh like wait, wait before me. before we get to the seven o'clock game, I want to get to that game too. Well, let's let's go to the six the second oh. six o'clock game, the oh. Washington Wizards and the Orlando oh, Magic. Oh, no problem. I, I I still had out of order for some reason. Yeah, the Wizards or okay. the Magic. So I could go either side. Why don't you Why don't you start with the Wizards? Because they've okay. been they've been fun lately. They've been putting up some points. Yeah, yeah. So Beal is kind of always in play as long as you can afford him. There are higher paced teams, uh, you know, one of the higher paced teams. So um, also, you know, Troy Brown looks interesting, um, except that Orlando ranks at defending the shooting guard and small forward position. They rank very high. In that regard, so it's just a thought with Troy Brown, but I don't really see anywhere else to go that I particularly like for the Wizards at all. I would just, you know, I, I could use Beal and put him in some of my lineups. Uh, not really any preference cash or GPP, just, you know, put him in there whenever you can kind of afford it. Yeah, he's been a, he's been an absolute monster his last two games, scoring 44 real points. And he's had 62 and 68 fantasy points. So he's expensive at 9.6, but he's going to be in all my lineups. And I know Magic are tough defensively. They're ranked fifth right now overall. But I just want to see somebody stop him. Um, and I, there's going to be enough value here later in this in the slate where I think we can fit him in. So I'm, I'm going to play him again. The other news for the Wizards is that Thomas Bryant is questionable. Okay. If he, if he doesn't play, then that's just going to give more minutes to Mo Wagner, who was went crazy out in Minnesota with his career-best game, over 50 fantasy points, and he's only 5.2. So I, I think a lot of folks are going to play him and, and hope that he repeats that performance. I, I don't think we can expect that he's going to get over 50 fantasy points. But if he starts and he's only 5.2, then... He's gonna. He's probably gonna change my build a little bit. I'm gonna have to get him in hmm. the majority of my lineups. If if Bryant starts, and we're looking at Mo Wagner getting similar minutes <clears throat> as to, to what he's been getting, uh, one way you might be able to pivot and get different on this slate is to go to Bertans at four point three. So he's almost a thousand dollars cheaper, and he <laughs> had a you know much lower fantasy output in that shootout with Minnesota. He only had 19.5 fantasy points, but he shot 0 for, 3, 0 for 4 on three-pointers. So you know, I could easily see him shooting better in this matchup, getting closer to 30 fantasy points. And, you know, with that extra savings, you know, maybe it can help you get different. So he's somebody to look at. Over on the Magic side, I, I really don't have any interest in in playing these guys you know because of the warriors pelicans game again coming up next um we we do have some news to watch jonathan isaac is questionable and you know that was the big news on friday he sat aminu got the start 
and, and he went off. He was the chalk value play, and, and he really paid off. His price has gone up now. It's up to 4.3. But Jonathan Isaac did practice Saturday, so I'm expecting him to play. And hmm. if he's he's back in the starting lineup at 5.9, Aminu's coming off the bench at 4.3. I think I'm going to fade that situation. Vucevic. I see. Vucevic is playing well, 8.2. Not yeah. too bad. Not too bad of a price, but I am going to primarily fade him as well. Yeah, I like Vucevic. If I could fit him into any builds, just as another option, just because he can easily get you scoring rebounds and get you the the point double double bonus on DraftKings. So even though I was going to mention Aaron Gordon, um, solid solid floor. And even a ceiling with Aaron Gordon right now. But with those guys coming back, like you mentioned, I, I would probably go ahead and fade the rest of the Orlando guys. Yeah, and you know what? I'm going to put an asterisk next to Vucevic because because of the uh, uncertainty in the news in the next game, we, we might have some value opening up where we can fit Beal and Vucevic into our lineup. So um, let's keep that in mind as a possibility. And let's let's talk about what that all is going to hinge on. And that's the... Third yeah. game, the third game of this evening slate. It's the seven o'clock tip between the Warriors and the Pelicans. Funny and thing is, I'm sorry, just back it up for one moment to that 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 Wizards Magic game is the highest over under projection at two twenty two. Really, what are you showing as the projection for Warriors Pelicans? Uh, one moment. Well, while you get that pulled up, sure. I'll, I'll just highlight that the Warriors are 30th in defensive efficiency and the Pelicans are 28th. And they're both top 14 in pace. So I'm looking at this to be a fast-paced, no defense, you know, shootout. The the highest scoring game on the slate, the, the evening slate at least. And this is the game that we've got a lot of news to get to on the Pelican side. But why don't you start with the Warriors side, which is has a lot more clarity. Excellent. Yeah, still trying to get to your request there. Yeah, with the Warriors, I really love the point guard. Let me just recall the name here. Kai Bowman. Yes, Bowman. Yeah, Bowman. Value, 3,100, right? Uh, yeah, he's 3K. 3K. 3K even. So you can't go wrong with that. <laughs> no. Yeah, D'Angelo Russell is out. He he hurt his thumb yeah. during that Celtics game. So so Kai Bowman is going to be quite Bowman's chalky at three point three point zero. Yes. So it's going to just really, you know, don't underestimate the value of of really just saving money sometimes, even if the guy gets you ten to fifteen points, I suppose, just because of what it frees up on your roster. Now, in this type of slate, we don't have the superstars other than the next game, but we'll we'll get into that. So, but the, with the Warriors, um, Draymond Green is a lock, absolute as well. Um, you know, with Russell out <clears throat> at the point, you know, um, Bowman's a guy. Basically, I mean, Burks also runs the point, from what I understand. But Bowman's just—it's just the price factor. So absolutely. And then you got Pascal in there. He was playing really good the other night. Um, he was making moves, um, moving around people, dunking in, in, in tight space, and also uh, pulling out for a jump shot, I believe, a few times, where he has um, his, his repertoire is looking like it's 
he's stepping up his game. So he's a, a guy on the upside. Um, so I would look for upside overall around with this uh, Warrior roster right now. And they're playing well. They're they're even, you know, without with Kerr and the guys out, they're entertaining to watch. They're keeping up with teams. They're fun to watch. So, you know, you can kind of get your money's worth out of this team as long as they perform up to their upside, more towards the upside, I would say. Yeah, they're just they they are fun to watch. Um, they just can't get over the hump and win these games. You know, that was impressive to stay that close with the Celtics. But I'm with you on Kai Bowman. You know, he could I mean, I plan on him being in 100 percent of my lineups and I, I just can't quite think of a reason to fade him. So mm-hmm. I'm not I'm not going to do it. Um, and Pascal, I agree. He's he looks excellent. He's only 5K. So I, I was surprised to see. I thought his price tag would be a little bit higher. So I'm, I'm very I'm pleasantly surprised with that. So he's going to be in my lineup as well as Draymond Green. He's 6.2. And oh, yeah, and I'm, I mean, I'm stacking this game. So those are the three guys I'm going to start with on the Warriors side. On the Pelican side, that's where we have just really not much clarity at all. Right now it's 11.53 on Saturday night. So their game just ended. Um, so we, we don't know who's playing because Saturday night, Lonzo Ball was out, Reddick was out, Okafor was out, Ingram was out. And then during the game, Frank Jackson went out with a neck injury, Favors left. So there's six question marks right there. Yeah. And if, to answer your question from earlier here, yeah, Andrew, yeah. um, that game, where is it now? Sorry about that. You're looking at the overrunner? Yeah, I was trying to find it again. One, two, three, four, five. Oh, it's left off. There is no overrunner yet on the Warriors game. That's why. Sorry. Yeah, that. no, that's okay. Yeah, the site I'm looking at, it wasn't up yet either. I think that's probably because the Pelicans just finished playing and we don't know who's playing tomorrow with yeah, with, so with all these question yeah. marks with the injuries. So it's probably going to be the highest overrunner. Yeah, I think it'll be at least 230, um, probably, probably higher. So. Um, so again, there's there's six question marks right there. If if Ingram is back and Drew Holiday is playing, which he should be, uh, I, both of those guys are going to be in my in my game stack here. And and yeah. then so we're just going to have to monitor the news to figure out how else we're going to play this because Nikhil Alexander Walker is only three point one k and he had a monster game. Saturday night. So, you know, this is a back-to-back for the Pelicans. But if Frank Jackson is out and, you know, if Lonzo is still out, then Nikhil Alexander-Walker at 3.1K, he's also going to be close to a lock and load for me, and he's going to allow us to get one of the other stars on this slate that we wouldn't have planned to get. Right. NAW, I agree. That looks like really good. Um, So... You know, even though, um, yeah, that's fine because, you know, we don't know what's going to happen with Ingram. He did not enter the game tonight that's going on. Uh, Maybe it's done by now. So I'm not sure what his status is. Um, Kendrick Williams is also still in play. Um, Drew Holiday is also heating up. You know, his price, he's a a drop down to who is the other high-priced shooting guard for tonight. Actually... Looks like he it was uh, on this slate, the highest price shooting guard on DraftKings. But 
value-wise, I mean, he's still – with those guys out, basically, Drew is the best option to get the most usage if they remain out. That is Ingram yes. and Ball. Yes, agree completely. So, you know, I'm, I'm planning to stack at least two guys from this team, maybe three. So, we'll just wait on the news on that. Um, all right, one more game to go here on this Sunday extravaganza. And it's over in Staples Center. It's the Atlanta Hawks playing the L.A. Lakers at yes. nine nine thirty Eastern. What team do you want to start yeah. with here? Uh, I will. <laughs> you know what it really is for me? It's a fade. It's a fade game altogether because it can easily be, I believe, a twenty point blowout. Yeah, this is so. I should mention this is a back to back for the Hawks. Yeah. They don't have to travel because they're playing the Clippers tonight as, as we speak. So it's the Staples Center back-to-back. Clippers mm. on Saturday, Lakers on Sunday. So that's something to consider. But, you know, on top of it being a back-to-back, Lake, the Lakers are first in defensive efficiency. So I, I agree. Uh-huh. This this certainly could be, you know, an easy victory for the Lakers. Um Trey Young is certainly going to do what he can to to keep it close. He's yeah. at not he's at nine point four. So you know the first thing I do when I'm analyzing him is I compare him to Bradley Beal at nine point six, and I'm going to take Bradley Beal on this slate. Um, right. You know maybe if you make ten lineups, you 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 got to have one with Trey Young in there. Um, but the other guys that I might consider with the Hawks. Jabari Parker is at 7.2. I, I think that's a good price for him. The last four games, he's he's been between 36 and 57 fantasy points. So he's got that mm-hmm. really big upside that you don't usually see for somebody priced at 7.2. And then the other potential play here is, is Cam Reddish at 3.5. He's getting more minutes with Herter being out. He got ejected in the last game against Phoenix back on thursday i think it was so he didn't get as many minutes as he would have but he certainly has the potential at 3.5 to pay off you know Mm -hmm. going back going back to the last game i'd rather play Nikhil alexander walker 3.1 if he's going to be you know starting or playing you know 24 to 30 minutes so that's how i compare those guys but you know in general this game going into my analysis tonight this game was actually going to be a complete fade for me as well. So, you know, we're pretty well aligned here on this, on the evening slate. Um, yeah. If you wanted to play around with the Lakers, I mean, it, it's very, frankly, hard to predict, you know, what's going to happen. First of all, if, if both LeBron and Davis are not only going to play a, but also B, whether they're going to give you the production that you expect out of at that price point, trying to get 50 to 60 um, DraftKings points. But the third possibility, if, if if somebody would like to play around with it, is Kyle Kuzma, um, because if he's the, the third guy that's getting the usage, as these guys would tend to rest and sit the bench towards the end of the game, then Kuzma maybe would be the guy they use to continue to finish the game, if you think that's possible, Andrew. Yeah, I, I like Kuzma. I like, you know, he's he's rounding into form, getting getting good minutes. His price tag is 5.4. It's to me, it's, he's more of a cash game play. You know, he hasn't really shown, you know, this season that he's going to 
blow past the 30 fantasy point mark. So I, I like him more for cash than tournaments. But, you know, with the value opening up in the Pelicans lineup, once again, I, I might consider LeBron or AD, whereas before I was I was hoping to fade them. Mm. And, you know, it's tough because now there's now there's a price difference. LeBron is fifteen hundred dollars more than than Davis. Davis well, didn't notice that. Yeah, Davis is down at nine point two. He didn't do much against Sacramento, only thirty four fantasy points, but that, that was a low scoring game. So, yes. it, you might not really be able to fit in LeBron because of that fifteen hundred dollar price tag. What a gap, pricing between those two. Yeah, I mean LeBron, he's just been more consistent. He's been up in the fifties every game pretty much. So. Uh, you're going to have to pay for it. The only other guy I would consider on the Lakers is Rondo, but we I would need to hear that he's going to play more minutes. He played 18 minutes last game. If if they say he's up to 24 minutes potentially, okay, he could he could easily hit value at 4.4. I mean that that's a really good price for a guy who can get a triple double. He just needs the minutes. Yeah, this price, though, with Anthony Davis, this is the time to buy on him. Yeah, absolutely. Good, you know, not really, it's not really a buy low, but it's a buy low for Anthony Davis. Oh, yeah. So that's the intriguing right there. So load All up right. in tournaments. <laughs> load up what? Load up in to- tournaments on AD. That's right. That that would be a good way to get different, you know, to, to pivot from Beal at 9.6 and go to Anthony Davis. Not even because people will probably play. A lot of people probably play AD. So really, the pivot then you'd have to go to James. Yeah, yeah, but I mean, I could, I could, I could see it happening now. If you if you played Kai Bowman, Nikhil Alexander Walker, then you can still play Beal and LeBron. So we're gonna actually have some options here. I, I guess that's the fun thing about value opening up. Oh yes. Yeah. You know, you can you you you. It's not it's not just one build where everyone's going to be on the same two value plays and same two stars. You know, we've got one, two, three, four. We've got four guys priced over nine thousand. You know, Beal, Trey yeah. Young, Anthony Davis, LeBron. That. Typically, we want to try and play, and so we're going to have multiple value plays that we can mix and match with those stars if you want to tinker and, and make multiple lineups. Yeah, I think every lineup's going to have, though, Ja, Bowman, and probably Draymond Green. Yeah, that's a good way to start. You know, you know, we, we mentioned triple-doubles, and Draymond, of course, he, he's always capable of, of getting to the triple-double. I, I noticed in that Celtics game, there were lots of times with the second unit that he was actually the primary ball handler. You know, he was initiating the offense and he, he often flirts with triple doubles. So you mean John? Ja? Oh, I know. I'm talking about Draymond green actually. Oh yeah. 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 Him too. Ja, ja, we, ja, we know he's, he's handling, he's doing everything, but yeah, Draymond green at 6.2. I, I just love him on this slate. Great. So sounds all good. right. Well, that Exciting. wraps up the slate. Uh, Andy, let our listeners know again where they can find you on Twitter. Yes. That'll be Drew J 
Gallagher. And you can find me at Language Olympic. And you can find Mike Apatria at M-I-K-E-A-P-O-T-R-I-A. Joe Sarvati at J-O-E-S-A-R-V-A-D-I. And Miles is M-Y-L-E-S-L-E-S-6565. And, of course, follow all the news on Sunday at, at Hoopball Fantasy. And we thank you again for joining us. Make sure to tune in on Monday right here for the Hoopball NBA DFS Today podcast. Good night, everybody. Good night, guys. This has been a Hoopball presentation.